everyone thinks you've got to be an IT expert or you've got to have a base understanding of IT to get into cybersecurity. You've got to enjoy learning and learning new skills. The good thing is about cyber is it's very relevant skills to today. Welcome back to the Cyber Revolution podcast. Thanks for joining us yet again. I'm Adam Kewitt, the CEO of Cyber Revolution. And today I am joined by Nicholas Chia. Nicholas is one of our current students. He's absolutely crushing it with his, within his studies at the moment. Nicholas, how are you going? I'm good. Uh, how are you, Adam? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for taking the time to uh, come on the podcast. This is the first time you've been on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, first time ever. Pretty nervous. But <laughs> this is a really, really relaxed conversation. I wanted to get Nicholas on because he's going to share a bit of a different perspective than some of our usual guests. Typically, we get our students who have landed roles and they're starting to talk about the jobs that they've got and the interview process and little tips and tricks for that. Nicholas, however, is currently still doing his studies. He's just passed his CompTIA Network Plus certification. When was that? Yesterday or the day before? Yeah, just last night. <laughs> last night. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into the finer details of why you, want, you, know, why you want to get into cybersecurity, but also some of the strategies and some of the things you use in order to successfully pass your CompTIA certifications, okay? So it's a bit of a different one today, which I'm excited to talk about. Before we do though, as I always do, I wanna give the new listeners of the podcast an overview of who Cyber Evolution are and who this podcast is for. So Cyber Evolution, we're Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement organization. We specialize in finding people their first job in cybersecurity. Now, over the years, we have had so many people come to us and say that they want to get into this industry, but they have absolutely no idea how to do that. And that still happens, if not more so now than ever. And so the point of this podcast is to educate those people, break down some of the common misconceptions about cybersecurity, what it really is and how you can land your first job in this industry. Okay. So that sounds like it's interesting. Keep listening. There's going to be some really good nuggets of gold in this conversation with Nicholas, especially as well if you're a current student of ours, okay? All right, Nicholas, let's get into it. Let's start from the very, very beginning, all right? When you were first thinking about upskilling, changing careers, you know, why did you decide to uh, look at doing that and why did you why did you decide cybersecurity? I think it first sparked like something during the pandemic when like I was in Melbourne at the time, we were locked down for ages and I, I took the time to pick up a skill. So I started with coding at the first, like front-end coding. But I think around like after doing a lot of frameworks and stuff, I, I got a little bit curious with cybersecurity only because there was this hack that happened in um, like in the cryptocurrency space where the hacker stole, uh, I think about a few hundred million dollars worth of uh, tokens. And then just a few hundred million, just a cheeky few hundred million. And then he decided to return it back just to prove a point that the the network was weak. And it, it sparked like a, a, a mild curiosity then. And I started looking into it and just got really interested in um, cybersecurity. And I felt like there was a gap that needs to be filled at that point. What a lovely criminal who decided to steal a million dollars and go, well, well, I'm going to give that back to you just to let you yeah, how easy it was to take. Yeah, and it was funny as well because he got offered the job to strengthen the network for them. I was like, wow, this never happens. <laughs> yeah, so that's all. Cool. It's a little bit of an unethical way of doing it, but that's called an ethical hacker. That is a role within cybersecurity. Is that familiar with you, that term? Yes. 
um, it's actually the path I'm planning to go to. It's like um, more to like pen testing of path. Right. That's a very lucrative pathway to go down. I think that's, that's where for the listeners, um, an ethical hacker is somebody that an organization will hire to come in and ethically hack their network and say, hey, this is how easy it was. I got in through this back door and now I've got access to all of your data or all of these cryptocurrencies or access to cash, whatever it might be. And so these guys can get paid hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that because it ends up saving them hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for the organization if they've got someone that can ethically do it. Kind of takes a criminal to catch a criminal kind of strategy. That's a really cool pathway to go down. You obviously were thinking about it. What was it that decided you to go, yep, okay, I'm going to actually make the change and you came across Cyber Evolution. What did you just to choose us as your your training provider i was always telling um one of my friends like i'm, I'm actually like planning to move like change careers or take a like my first step into changing careers i was i was thinking a lot but i haven't even took the first step yet but then after my friend sent me a link to cyber revolutions podcast it cleared out all those um doubts i had about making that step and yeah just um sent an inquiry and i got a call from uh jake from cyber revolution yeah and then he he was speaking to me about it and i was i think about a week later i was like yep i'm just i'm gonna take my first step and not worry about the rest of the thing as long as i take my first step the next step will be clear after that and and my journey started then right my great what were some of those doubts that you had I, I was just worried will i will i make it am i smart enough but after listening to that podcast i, I was like I, I i don't really need to be like a genius or, or anything but it's more understanding of things and i was like yeah that helped me so much and that's so good to hear because that is, this is why we do this podcast. I said at the start, break down those misconceptions. Everyone thinks you've got to be an IT expert or you've got to have a base understanding of IT to get into cybersecurity. That is not the case at all. It's a real common misconception and it's hurting a lot of smart people that should be in this industry and it just holds them back and they, they don't, end up, don't end up making the change. So for you, we haven't touched on that. What were you doing in your current role? What's your, what was your current career? Uh, I'm actually a chef at the moment. Uh, like for for 13 years, I've been a chef, and uh, you can see that huge <laughs> step to change careers. Is um, I have like friends that tell me it, that's a big change you're making, and I was like, yeah, but yeah, I've been a chef all my life, and I'm used to working like like over 60 hours, and it's just not how the industry is. Yeah, and I think that was one of the main reasons uh, of like I I feel like I, I want to change careers as well, just because I'm overworked most of the time. Uh, we we help so many people in the hospitality industry land roles because they they came to us in COVID like yourself, and they were like, "Is my is my career pathway secure? Is my industry secure with COVID?" And then once even they found out that it was, it I think it it shifted a lot of people that were in the hospitality industry to go, hey, is this a sustainable in industry for me? I'm working 60, 70 hours a week. My body's breaking down. I didn't realize how physically taxing being a chef actually was until we started helping lots of chefs and they would be like, my back is broken, my legs are sore, all of these things. So is that that was a big part of it for you as well? Yeah. Like I would come back home and I was just like, I, I just need the bed. <laughs> I just need to rest. But you know, you still obviously, you, you love that industry, but it's just not sustainable. What is it? 
cybersecurity, what were some of your motivators that enticed you to get into this industry? Was it, you know, career progression, better earning potential, being able to work from home? I think the main selling point for me, like moving into this, it's um, working from home and it's not physically taxing. I, I guess it would be mentally more um, demanding, but I, 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 like since I've started like self-educating since COVID, I've been kind of like obsessed with knowledge in a, in a, in a sense. Like I've always like seek to improve myself, and yeah, it's it's very interesting. I'm so glad you say that. Like that is such a key thing for anyone really, but also for people that want to get into cybersecurity, you've got to enjoy learning and learning new skills. The good thing is about cyber is it's very relevant skills to today. You can now, you know, protect yourself at home, protect your family. Yeah, we often joke once our students start getting some certifications, they they instantly become the family IT person. Everyone reaches out to them and goes, "Ah, oh, come make sure that we're secure at home." And so I'm sure you've had that in your in your case as well. So you've obviously gone from a chef. You had no previous IT skills, certifications at all. Were you nervous while going, and uh, can I actually do these certifications? Like you've just passed your content network plus a networking certification. If I was to tell you that when you started, would you believe me? I, I wouldn't just because that, that learning gap was so huge. I, I remember like just opening the first syllabus of like call one and I was, I was like, there's all these new terms and all that, but after actually like getting into the resources and like studying and, and learning it, it became naturally like easier. And it, yes, there's like some terms that you need to like learn and all that, but it, it naturally became easier. And I, I remember when I took my exams for core two, I looked at core one syllabus. I was like, that, that was easy. I understood everything and how everything it's like related back to like core one and core two as well. So. It, it was um it was a journey i would say it's really very interesting yeah and now you're off and running we we see it so often students start their studies and the first certification for everyone listening is the foundations of hardware so it's a ground up it's it's no assumed knowledge you can come in not knowing how to turn a computer on and we start from there okay some people already know that stuff but it's also still good to refresh and start from the beginning and it can be often one of the more difficult certifications to complete, not because it's the hardest to learn or it's not the most technical or the most complex content, but it's because you're just starting out. It's your first block of studies. Some people haven't educated themselves for 10 years and you need to be able to shift out of you know, your comfort zone, start implementing more, you know, a few hours a week of, of your studies and your habits and changing those habits, which can be difficult which is why the one-on-one -on -one support that we provide our students is really, really important. Did you find that that was crucial for you, having someone each week to make sure that you've kind of guiding you through that um, that study? Why? Because for me, I, I went out, I, I wasn't studying for over like eight, nine years, and then having to go back into it was definitely a, a challenge. But with the student support, uh, Reese, Reese helped me so much with just guiding me on like where to like how to start and he, he, at first it was just like oh if you can put in 30 minutes to one hour a day that's good and I started at like 30 minutes and I felt it was too short and then I started like okay I'll, I'll st start increasing it and then I reached like, yeah don't pressure yourself and then I, I started increasing but now I, I do like three four hours a day and it's it's easy it, it has been uh like I would say your mental 
muscle you kind of like training your study muscle as well you're training your brain your brain your brain is a muscle right that needs training and if it lays not lays dormant because you're obviously stimulating yourself and i know you're working hard but you're kind of just in autopilot like if you're in a career and you've been in the career for 10 years and you can do it with your eyes closed because you've done it every day for 10 years you're not really challenging yourself you're not training your brain then once you do that it's like going to the gym if you haven't gone to the gym in eight or nine years and you get back in and you say, hey, I need you to train for five days a week straight away, you're not going to do it. It's not sustainable. Yeah, so that's, it's, it's the same with your studies. Um, it's a very specific yeah. strategy that we implement for our students is to go, look, just to start off with, let's start small and go from there. Because a lot of our students will jump into the training and they'll be like, I haven't studied in years. I'm so keen to get into it. I'm going to do 20 hours a week. And we go, no, 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 you're not. Yeah. <laughs> Is that's not sustainable, right? And you're not going to retain all that information because your brain is not used to learning new information. So we start small and we incrementally grow over weeks and weeks and months and months and get to the stage where you are now, where, as you said, you just do a couple, few hours a day now and you're loving it, enjoying it, and you're soaking in and you're now keen to learn more and more. Amazing. I want to touch base with like around some of the key strategies that you implemented along with Reese, your student success officer, to ensure your success. Okay, so maybe touch on touch on that a little bit. With Reese, we organize a like a weekly session where we just catch up, and he would I would update him on my progress, and he would guide me through what my next steps are or how prepared I am with things. And yes, that Reese has been helping me a lot, a lot of things. Like he even with the most recent um, Cyber CX application, um, he was he was guiding me after. Um, well, I I took your advice after the. The workshop and uh, he he continued uh he followed through with other aspects as well and that was really helpful yeah yep so helping keep you accountable making sure that you're doing the studies that you need to be doing is is really important right and so you've obviously really enjoyed that interaction with your student support officer what else did you enjoy or, or what do you enjoy most about your studies is it the the lectures the practice labs the mentors the support what is it for me, of uh, course, I think I'm more like I, I learn a lot better with books. For me, I felt the books was really, really like resourceful. The lectures was really good as well, but I, I prefer the books and the practice tests and the labs as well because um, for me, I like the lab in a way because I've not, if just reading books, I don't know how to physically like move using like computers and stuff. And the labs actually helped me sort out a lot of that issue. It's very different kind of way of study. It's more like hands-on study. Yeah. Well, I can see where you've got that from, right? You're a chef. So you read, you read a method and then you'll go, hey, I think that's how it's done. And then you actually then execute and cook, cook the recipe and actually make it come to life. And that's how you then, I'm assuming once you've done that a few times, that's how you, that you really retain that. You know that, it, you know how to cook that specific meal once you've read the, um, the method and then actually cooked it. So it's the same by the sounds of it. Everyone's a little bit different. Some people love jumping into the lectures. Some people love the practice exams. Everyone learns differently, which is why we have that multimodal approach for, for studies, which is important. What I want to do now, because we are running out of time for this one, and I finish the, the conversations for our students with this question. For people listening in who are wanting to either currently either start their studies um, in cybersecurity, jump into a career change, they might be feeling a little bit nervous like you were, or for people who are currently studying, what would be your top three tips for someone listening right now that wants to get into cybersecurity? 
I would say consistency and discipline. If you can consistently give yourself, like make time to put in the work for your studies, I think that would be amazing. Like I would call it exponential growth. If you can put in the time and, and effort, you will see the rewards after a while. And uh, second one would be setting deadlines for me, like being accountable for like when you want to hit your, your goals and all that. For me, I, I've been doing this with a friend of mine that actually uh, introduced me to Cyber Revolution with that podcast. Like he's actually one of the students uh, from Cyber Revolution. His name is Tony, Tony Tai. Yep, Tony Tai, yep. Yeah, so for, for us, like um, we would hop on, like every day we would, after work, we'll come back home and then we'll study together. So we basically hold each other accountable for each other's progress. Yeah, so we, we've been setting deadlines for each other just to p- apply pressure. Competition. Uh, not, not, not competition. We help each other out. Like healthy competition. Yeah. Also, like the third one I would say is taking a step back sometimes uh, helps a lot. Like I think um, I learned this uh, while I was trying to put in a lot of information in my head. Uh, information overload and that's not good. I, I, I learned that taking a step back sometimes is good. Yeah, it helps a lot with uh, solving um, something new, especially like something that you've not learned before. Amazing. Really, really good tips for everyone listening. And the first one for me stood out, the consistency. A lot of people think when they start off their journey into cybersecurity or into any study, the end goal is to get a job, right? Everyone wants to focus on that. But And if you have the sole focus on that at the start of your studies and you're like, I'm going to just do 20, 30 hours a week. I'm going to smash out this study as quick as possible so I can just get into the industry. Not always the best way to go about it. Put a plan together trust our strategies and our proven methods to slowly build up to that stage because before you know it four or five months has gone by and as you said you look back and you've had exponential growth but you've done it in a very strategic way where you've built up to that stage that is one of the nuggets of gold for everyone listening in who's either studying something else it doesn't have to be cyber security if you're just starting out or you want to just start out start out slowly and build up from there and be consistent because then you're going to look back in a few months' time and go, wow, look how much I've learned and look how much I've grown. So that's a, that's a really, really good tip. Exactly. Like like what you said, like looking back where I was when I first started out, it's I've grown so much, I can, I can say. I can proudly say that. <laughs> no, I'm awesome. So proud of you, mate. That's so awesome. Now you've got these skills. You're passing proper internationally recognized, globally recognized certifications within cybersecurity. I'm so proud of you, mate. And that, yeah, as you said, up Onwards and upwards from here, we've got job applications, we've got extra certifications that you're going to be doing, and um, I'm really, really excited. Thank you so much for taking the time out, and um, I'm sure a lot of people got a lot of value from it. If you did, guys, if you're listening, please like, comment, subscribe. The comment section, we want to get people to start doing and actually asking you some more topics and questions and guests that we want to have on. We really do listen to that and take on your feedback. The feedback was that we wanted that um, people wanted to hear more from current students. So that's what I'm trying to give you now. So please continue to give us that feedback. Uh, if you want to know more about the job placement program uh, that Nicholas is currently in, then all you have to do is head to cyberrevolution.com.au. You leave your details there and someone from the team will be in touch. Thanks for listening.